those that know me well can attest that I have a lot of compact discs still. It's the 2020s, and I've got a bunch of jewel cases filled with a bunch of circles holding a bunch of music, and I can't seem to part with it. But what even people who know me very well may not know is that not only do I have these displayed in different cubbies and portions of my house arranged alphabetically, I also, right under the console where I record on a regular basis, I have this big plastic bin full of the odds and ends. And they're not really odds and ends per se. It's a collection of stuff. It's just stuff that doesn't fit other places. Stuff that isn't easy to categorize or alphabetize. And some of them are discs other people have given me. Some are discs that I burned over the years that just have my writing or someone else's writing in Sharpie across the top, and some are a combination of all those things. And on a recent episode, we started talking about Django Reinhardt, and I got to thinking about the man who introduced me to Django. His name's Gary, and we used to throw boxes together in a warehouse. I mean, at the time, I think Gary had to have been in his 60s, but I don't know. You know, when you're young and full of piss and vinegar and in college, you think everybody's old. But I think he had to be pushing 60 at least at the time. And that was 20 years ago. And I remembered after talking about that conversation that when I was in college working with Gary, we would talk about music a lot, not just Django Reinhardt. We'd talk about Willie Nelson, whom he loved so much. And sometimes he would talk about being a musician himself. Now, I don't remember him giving me that many details about his history as a musician. But I was a self-absorbed late teen, early 20-something, so what do I know? What I do know is that at one point, he brought me a compact disc. I went through this bin today, and I found it. It's a Memorex. Remember those? CDR says it can hold up to 80 minutes, but this doesn't have 80 minutes on it. It's got three songs. And written across where it says Memorex, it just says Demo, and then he wrote his name, Gary Albritton. When I pull out my old guitar from its tattered, worn-out case, Wipe it down and tune it up before I start to play. My fingers move around the neck. A melody appears. A song for you, inspired by you. And your loving eyes of blue. Two, three, all the stars in the sky. Don't it does sound like Willie Nelson, but it's pretty good. And I remember always thinking it was pretty good. And listening to it now, I still think it's pretty good. So I started to wonder, is Gary still alive? If he was really in his 60s when I knew him 20 years ago, there's a good chance he might not be. So I started to Google his name. I didn't get, I didn't have to spend a lot of time. But I didn't get any hits on an obituary. What I did find were articles about Gary 
from about 10 years ago in his hometown paper in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And I found one photo, and it's exactly how I remember Gary. Well, at least on the nights where he wasn't pissed off. (laughs) The nights when he was in a good mood. He had this goofy grin on his face. And what I found was in this newspaper, they named him Citizen of the Week on September 8th, 2011. If there were a Mensa for songwriters, Gary C. Albritton would be its premiere. Gary C. has written, co-written, and rewritten songs all of his life and grew into an Arkansas legend. He's the strummer of Gaston's Switch, a 1970s bluegrass band that has put more energy and power into local lives than one can imagine. Gary C.'s songs speak about loving and laughing and fishing and partying and twisting off grasshopper heads. Gary C. spent the past nine months planning a little family reunion that got way out of hand and will commence Saturday night, and ticket proceeds will stay right here in town. A gift to the Parks Commission. September 8th, 2011, in the lovely County Citizen, which is a newspaper news source serving Eureka Springs, Arkansas area. So, I was befuddled by something. I talked to Gary a lot about music, and I don't remember him ever telling me that he was in a bluegrass band in the 70s. I had to read it several times. Gaskin's Switch, a 1970s bluegrass band. So, I decided to Google Gaskin Switch. And there's not a lot, but I found enough to be pretty compelled. In fact, I found a couple things that were really cool. One, I found the program for a bluegrass festival in 1973. The 1973 Ozark Mountain Folk Fair program in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. The headliner on Sunday night of this festival is John Lee Hooker. (laughs) And earlier in the weekend, Gaskin's Switch plays. Now, that's cool. But the other thing that I found through some Google searching was an actual poster that someone had saved and put online from 1975. March of 1975, when Gaskin's Switch, and they're on the poster as from Eureka Springs, drove to Tulsa, Oklahoma, which isn't too far away, to play at the legendary Canes Ballroom in front of Jerry Jeff Walker. Now, I don't know if you know Jerry Jeff Walker, but I love the song L.A. Freeway. Yes, it was written by Guy Clark, but it was recorded first by Jerry Jeff Walker. And as good as Guy Clark's version of L.A. Freeway is, and as good as the story is about him writing the phrase from that song on a McDonald's or, or some sort of fast food bag with his wife's mascara brush. Jerry Jeff Walker's version of it is fantastic. And it came out in 72 and it was a hit, which means he played it in 1975 at Kane's ballroom. I can almost guarantee you where his opening band featured Gary Albritton, the guy I used to throw boxes with at FedEx like 25 years after that gig. It's weird. It's weird. That never came up. I mean, I don't know if it would have meant a lot to me then, but it means a lot to me now. So I've continued to look for Gary. I've dug up a few things. One thing I found 
was that this Citizen of the Week feature came, and it's mentioned in that article, but it came a few days before they had actually put together a Gaskins Switch reunion. And there are several uh, letters to the editor, one from a member of Gaskins Switch, one from someone who was in the audience, like in the next week or two, basically talking about how great that night was and how all of these guys who were in that band way back at this at that point, like 35 years before, were all together on stage again and people from all over town had come and they'd raised a bunch of money for the parks department, which is really cool. Uh, I then found uh, Gary about a year or two later, maybe two years later, playing a community festival where he got a 2 p.m. slot. Um, he got to play bluegrass as Gary Albritton and friends. And then I did find a Facebook page. I, I It took me a while. It didn't come up immediately at any sort of Google search, and it looks pretty inactive, and it's clearly been hacked because at some point there's one of those things where it's like, buy Oakley sunglasses or whatever, right? One of those graphics has been uploaded. But there's definitely pictures of Gary on it. And the last active date looks to be 2019. I don't know. Did he survive COVID? I hope so. Like I said, I can't find an obituary. But I would love to talk to Gary again and ask him about that night in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the legendary Kane's Ballroom when he got to open for Jerry Jeff Walker. And why did he not tell me about it? Or did he tell me about it when I was a kid and we spent all those hours together throwing boxes and I just wasn't paying attention? And if that's the case, I'd like to apologize to him. But I'd really like to thank him for giving me his demos in the early 2000s, and I'd like to let him know that I'm still enjoying them. Now if you're happy or feeling low, dialing your radio channel, they'll bring to you their joyful sound. Over the airwaves they travel And if you want to sing along Open the page in your hymnal And open up your eyes and heart Rejoice a song to our Savior Farther along we will know all about it Cheer up my brother, live in the sun, and we'll understand it.